you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Uh, DJ here with Move the Sticks. Uh, a little different episode coming your way today on a Monday. This is always a, it's always a tough Monday uh, after the regular season ends because we have the news and reports of a lot of uh, changes being made across the league. Uh, we have programming all day long on NFL Network covering this, uh, which has got uh, all of us here. Bucky uh, has got some some TV to do this afternoon. Rhett and myself are going to be on shows all day long. So for today's episode, what we've done is uh, we've clipped off some of those conversations and some of those segments um, from uh, from these shows. So you'll be able to uh, to hear what we think on what's going on uh, in the uh, this new hiring cycle that's getting ready to crank up and uh, some changes that are coming your way. So today's episode, a little bit different. Um, but again, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we have the Senior Bowl roster reveal show coming out. So be on the lookout for that, but wanted to make sure we gave you something today, and so this is uh, the format we decided to use. So, uh, without further ado, uh, here's some of our coverage from a Monday of change in the NFL. Uh, Ian, let's start with uh, one of the first moves of the day today, and that was the news that Ron Rivera is out as the head coach of the Washington Commanders. What more can you tell us on that front? Yeah, I would say the expected move for the Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera, who released a statement. Uh, just a couple of minutes ago, thanking everyone, including the fans, for, for their support. Talking about all the different challenges that he faced during his time as the commander's head coach. And it wasn't obviously just on the field. It was also off the field serving as the de facto spokesman with the Dan Snyder mess swirling all around him. Had some success on the field as well. Still didn't find a franchise quarterback. Obviously, that's going to be task number one for the new head coach. Uh, but does leave with the number two overall pick, which is another gift for whoever takes over. And speaking of takes over, it's going to be a fascinating situation for the commanders as far as how they replace Rivera. They now have a search committee, and that includes obviously several members of the ownership group, including Magic Johnson, but it also includes Bob Myers, the former architect of the Warriors in the NBA. It includes Rick Spielman, the former Vikings executive, some high-powered people helping choose the next commander's head coach. Yes, and those guys right now brought on as part of the coaching search and GM search process right now. Basically, advisors, could that change uh, at some point in the future? Maybe one or both take some more permanent uh, jobs with the organization, perhaps. But right now, it is just for this process of finding their new, ho new head coach and new general manager. You see Ron Rivera being the coach of the commanders the last couple of years was more than just the X's and O's and what was happening on the field. There was a whole lot happening off the field uh, that he certainly embraced, at least uh, that part of the challenge. He did say recently that just the last five weeks was just the only part of his time with the commanders where he felt like he was just a head coach at that point. Uh, it was clear changes were coming. Josh Harris didn't pay all he paid for this organization to not make changes. As for Rivera, he did release a statement saying that football is his life and it is a wonderful life. I would expect Ron Rivera to continue to be involved in the NFL moving forward. 
Even if it's not a coaching job, maybe something with the league office, uh, Ron Rivera loves the NFL, loves football. I would expect him uh, to certainly be a big part of what we do on a day-to-day basis with regard to the NFL. Uh, the Falcons made a move a little after midnight after their season finale, just hours after that loss to the Saints. They fired head coach Arthur Smith after three seasons there. They now are going to embark on a new search for a head coach led by owner Arthur Blank, as well as Rich McKay, among others, with input from general manager Terry Fontenot, who for the moment remains safe for Arthur Smith. He was the hottest head coaching candidate three years ago. He had a bunch of different teams that potentially were going to hire him. It was a coup for him to go to Atlanta on a six-year contract with the hopes that they could build that thing the right way. Well, the first couple of years were all about getting the salary cap right, flipping over the roster. They never invested major resources into the quarterback position. The hope was they would show signs of improvement this year, which they did on the defensive side of the ball, then get the quarterback and really make a run in 2024. But as Blank said in a statement overnight, the results on the field just weren't good enough. Three consecutive seven-win seasons. Now Smith is out. And it will be fascinating to see how Arthur Blank, Ian, at age 81, with a team that you can look at and say they got a lot of talent at the skill spots. They've got a pretty good defense right now. Could it be a veteran coach this time around to try to guide this team, not for a rebuild, but for a team that can win right now? I see where you're leading me, Tom, and I'll pick right up on that. And, of course, the focus, at least speculation, I will say, will center around Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick still employed, as he reminded us this morning, with the New England Patriots. But certainly, if he becomes free, if they have a parting of ways or if he somehow is fired by owner Robert Kraft, they would, in fact, expect the Atlanta Falcons to have interest. And, and why wouldn't they? He's the greatest coach of all time, and that would make sense if he was available. That would, might be someone you would want to hire. This is a pretty good job. I mean, what, what Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith did over the first three years, you know, won seven games each season, so that's not that great, but really did set the foundation, really just an overall talent base Everywhere except for one spot. And I think if Arthur Smith could have one redo, what he would do last offseason is fight for a veteran quarterback. Try to get someone in there, help them win some games, someone proven. It is what any coach probably should do. Uh, it is a good lesson for everyone moving forward and is a lesson that unfortunately Arthur Smith learned a little too late. Back now with Daniel Jeremiah here as we talk about, uh, as the guys were mentioning, what the Falcons might do moving forward. Boy, I think it's clear there was no shortage of talent on the offensive side of the ball in terms of the skill positions with Arthur Smith and the Falcons. Just the, the quarterback piece never quite fit, it seemed, over the course of his three seasons. How do you look at that job and what they look to moving forward? I think when you look at all the different openings and they all have things that make them attractive, this one is unique in that this is a team that was playing with a chance to potentially win the division right. the last week of the season. That says more about the division than about them. But again, this is a division that's attainable. And then they go from that, lose that ball game to having a top 10 pick. They pick eighth in the upcoming draft. So uh, this is, you know, if you're an offensive-minded head coach, there are a lot of pieces to the puzzle in place. You've got to find the most important piece, which is the quarterback. At eight in a very deep quarterback draft, maybe you can find a dance partner if you wanted to move up. Or I would imagine you might want to go the veteran route and, and look at, at, at the trade market as well as the veterans that are available. <coughs> just feels, uh, but um, just there's a lot of intriguing opportunities yeah. here. If they get the quarterback right and the coach right, 
This is a team that's in the postseason next year. That's yeah. how fast this thing can turn, especially with the division they're in. I mean, or they could just, you know, they've done Kyle Pitts at four. They went uh, Drake London at eight, Bijan Robinson at eight. Is uh, you know Malik Neighbors available at number eight? Uh, yeah, again, I know. This yeah, year? what's just left keep, on the bingo card? Just keep yeah. loading it up. Uh, and then try to figure out the quarterback. That's certainly on the docket for the Atlanta Falcons as they move forward. And we've kind of been following the turnover in Charlotte with Carolina Panthers, Tom, uh, ever since Frank Reich was let go into his uh, first year with the Panthers. And now uh, we understand that GM Scott Fitterer is on the way out as well. Uh, what more can you tell us about what's going on in Carolina? Red owner David Tepper fired general manager Scott or Scott Fitterer this morning, a day after their season finale. This had been a move that was widely expected going back to when Frank Reich was dismissed 11 games into his first season as head coach. This will now be the first time since 2002 that the Panthers conduct a head coaching and GM search in the same year. For Fitterer, he was there for three seasons. The stamp on that team was, of course, the trade-up to number one for quarterback Bryce Young. He did not progress in the early portion of the season the way that Carolina was expecting. That led to Reich's dismissal, and Young did play better down the stretch in the season. The Panthers' job does have a lot going for it, including the presence of Bryce Young. David Tepper also has put a lot of resources into every aspect, every department in the building. They say, the Panthers do, that they are going to conduct the general manager search starting immediately. That's partly a logistical reason because you can interview GM candidates in person immediately. You can't conduct in-person interviews with head coaching candidates who are current NFL assistants for another two weeks. Yeah, again, just a part of the process, right, as we try to follow where these openings are going to go now in these next few weeks. Appreciate you guys keeping track of all that for us. Ian Rappaport, Tom Pellicero, Mike Garofolo. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, we come back. We'll get you some more talk here as uh, definitely the, uh, the winds of change are alive here around the NFL. We'll get back to more of that discussion right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Back with Daniel Jeremiah here as we kind of assess DJ looking at Jim Harbaugh. Obviously, huge game tonight as he tries to bring Michigan a national championship game uh, against the Washington Huskies down in Houston. But beyond that, Boy, it's the way people, the way the conversation has gone, it almost seems like a foregone conclusion. He's going to be in the NFL next year. What's your understanding of of what that would look like, maybe with Harbaugh's prospects? Well, I think first of all, you got to look back, okay? Because yeah. I think so many people live in the moment, and this is Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. No, no, this is the 49ers head coach who took the 49ers to a Super Bowl, who left on his own. Uh, to go back to to kind of rescue his alma mater in Michigan. This is not a college coach. I hope he can make it in the NFL. This is a proven NFL head coach with a track record to match. So I think he's incredibly uh, he's going to be incredibly sought after through this cycle. Um, you look at the team that plays right here, you know, yeah. with the Chargers and where their team is positioned with a quarterback entering in his prime. Um, I would think that would be pretty attractive to Jim Harbaugh, come back to the West Coast, as they mentioned, used to coach at USD in San Diego as well as uh, with the Niners. So that one would make a lot of sense. Obviously, has history with the Raiders. We'll see what they do with Antonio Pierce. And with yeah. all these openings, I, 
you're definitely doing your homework on that. I, I just know if you get that contract offer from Michigan, and as you were we, yeah. we were talking about, and that thing's just sitting on your desk every day you come into work, you take your coffee, and you're like, okay, was a hundred plus million? Put the coffee million. there. Okay, let's see. Let's Good check coaster. my email here real quick. Like, you're not. I'm sorry, Rich. I, I love Rich. I hope you guys do great tonight. He's not coming back to Michigan. There's no way. So. And there does seem to be a gravitational pull, right? He got so close to winning the ultimate prize as a head coach in the NFL at the highest so level. So only to lose to his brother. But, right, uh, right. There is a, it feels like there is a pull. Otherwise, why interview with Minnesota? Why interview and with Denver? And Other you know. other guys who've made that leap and it hasn't yeah. worked, this is not This that. is a totally different. This is different. an NFL guy who happens to have been coaching in college. Exactly right. And has proven that he can do it. Uh, on this level and, and clearly on the college level as well. Meanwhile, we are looking at the Chicago Bears. Matt Eberflus and Ian, you have reported uh, that Matt Eberflus was likely safe in Chicago. No one has yet slammed the door on that one to say, yes, he is definitely coming back. My understanding is uh, there have been discussions today. There will continue to be discussions, maybe even for a couple of days as the Bears weigh their options with regard to Matt Eberflus and whether to bring him back. This team certainly played its best football down the stretch. Are they clicking at the right time? Is this something you want to carry forward to 2024? That is definitely what is on the minds of the Chicago Bears front office. And if they do decide to continue with Eberflus, we'll see what happens with Justin Fields in the quarterback position. But if they do decide to continue with Eberflus, it is surely how this team played down the stretch of the 2023 season that was the biggest factor. Uh, and they dealt with one so other much one adversity. Keep, and, oh, go ahead, Ian. You, yeah, you oh, go. Oh, go ahead. Go oh, for it. No, no, They dealt go. with so much adversity earlier in the season. Figure it out. The resignation of defensive coordinator uh, Alan Williams. I was right. Mike was wrong. As you guys need usual, me to step Mike in? Follow the traffic. No, we're good. I got it. Anyway, uh, as soon as Ibrafush took over his play call, this thing really turned. And I think it's pretty clear that, assuming he is head coach going forward, and I would keep that in the likely category uh, for the Bears, it's not been firm and final. They're having some meetings now, but I would say likely Matt Eberflus returns. Going to call the plays moving forward, probably will hire a defensive coordinator. But the fact that they were able to right this ship and really give some optimism for the future is a great sign for everyone there. And as far as Justin Fields goes, at the very least, he made this decision extremely difficult. And the other very least is if they do trade him, probably be able to get some significant return for him. As for the Bears... Two picks in the top ten. How about that? Pretty dang good with one of them being the number one overall, which, of course, they got from the Panthers, who earned the number one pick this year. Of course, as part of the Bryce Young trade, Bears get that Panthers pick this year, which sits there at number one. Okay, let's talk draft picks here at the top with the Bears. DJ is our lead draft analyst. You and I have talked about this really all season. What does this mean for Justin Fields? It just feels like it, you know, another opportunity for the Bears to – find a player that they may view as a similar caliber with a much friendlier price tag? Well, obviously, I think you're hoping to get more, you yeah. know, than a similar caliber player. And, oh, sure. And when At I, when, minimum. Exactly. That's yeah. where the baseline is. Yeah. You know, look, this is not a decision that should be made off of what you saw yesterday. And an offense couldn't really get it going. He took sacks. This is this is now a pretty good-sized body of work. Now, I know the limitations of what he's had to deal with in terms of what's been in front of him and, and who he's been working with. Obviously, D.J. Moore coming in there helped this year. I've seen some good things. I've seen him get better, but I haven't seen anything great. And I think you have to chase great at that position. And when you have the first overall pick, that opportunity is there for you. Now, there's risk, obviously. There's unknown of a kid coming from college into the yeah. NFL. But – I. 
Every, if you look at a Super Bowl as in a 10-year window, yeah. one out of 10 is going to be won by an unbelievable team that props up a quarterback. Right. The other nine in that decade are going to be won by the Patrick Mahomes. The and top five Matthew quarterbacks Stafford, in the league. The elite, yeah. elite players. So if you have an opportunity to get one of those guys, to me, I think you have to do that. You trade fields, get some assets, you have some money you save on the contract as well. Well, that's the thing. It's not like it was a lost cause. I mean, Justin Fields still represents yeah. a valuable asset. And, and I'm not forward. saying Justin Fields isn't one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. He might be not. one of the top 20 quarterbacks in the league. But you have a chance to get one of those elite guys. Uh, to me, you have to take that swing. As we say hello once again to our trio of insiders for the latest headlines, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, Mike Garofolo. And uh, let's start right here, guys. And we'll start with you, um, Mike, about Bill Belichick's future and where things stand at this point uh, in New England. Uh, Rhett, we did not expect that this was going to be a quick resolution in New England. And that appears to be the case right here. Bill Belichick saying that he is going to have his meetings with Robert Kraft, which he does after every year to discuss things moving forward. I thought it was interesting that he said that his he's under contract, which he has rarely, if ever, mentioned before in his coaching career, uh, and also asked about the possibility of giving up personnel control. He says uh, he's open to anything that will make this team better going forward. So you've got a coach who still has the ability to scheme things up to frustrate other offensive coaches. I mean, I heard that plenty throughout the year from offensive coaches going up against the Patriots about how sound this defense was. They don't make mistakes. That has been uh, the way that Bill Belichick has coached his teams to be fundamentally sound, to be schematically sound. So they're still doing well on that side of the ball. The question is, what are we going to do with the other side of the ball? And if he can somehow convince Robert Kraft that he's got a plan for fixing the quarterback position, which could be the plan with a third overall pick in the draft and can fix the offensive side of the ball, why go somewhere else and look for the situation that you potentially could have in New England? This is what the conversations are going to be between Belichick and Kraft. Yeah, and of course, if Bill Belichick is available, if he is fired or if there's a mutual parting of ways or whatever, it doesn't sound like it'll be mutual, but if there's a parting of the ways in New England, then certainly Belichick will be a, a very coveted candidate, which obviously is going to be something that Robert Kraft is going to have to consider. I mean, he, a couple of years ago, declined to offer Tom Brady the kind of contract that he would have taken. I remember there was a, a disagreement over how many uh, how many years guaranteed they were going to offer Brady. They watched him walk out the door, win a Super Bowl somewhere else. There is a possibility that if they allow Bill Belichick to get out on the market, that he goes, has success, breaks the record with someone else, that is that something that owner Robert Kraft wants to watch it and deal with, or is that what he decides is better for the organization? Plenty of conversations that will go on over the next several days to decide this. Also will be conversations on former Patriots player and current still Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. His status, I think it's fair to say, uncertain in Tennessee. He has made it clear publicly whenever he's been asked that he wants to be back. And I, I do know uh, that there were certainly some talks, chatter, whatever you'd say around the league this year about his status. Plenty, especially when he spent the bye week in New England being honored in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Kind of got things talking a little bit. He has said he wants to be back, but it is I think, not entirely clear that that's going to happen. There will be at some point some conversations with the owner about the direction of the franchise, uh, the alignment, what he wants out of it, and really what are they going to change to keep from the results this year from being an ongoing thing until we have the answer to what his reaction will be to those conversations. We don't know for sure whether or not Mike Vrabel will be back. Ian Mike Vrabel said it in a press conference last week when he was asked about how he was feeling, and he said, and I'll clean it up slightly, 
Losing bleeping sucks. They have lost a lot in Tennessee Slightly. over the past year and a half. Yesterday's win over the Jaguars, while it kind of avenged what had happened the year before, was just their sixth win in their past 24 games. They have had personnel challenges. They've had a quarterback change. They've changed out the offensive coordinator. They've changed out the general manager. The question here is how or perhaps if these sides can move forward together. We also know this. Mike Vrabel's under contract, Ian, for another two years, plus an option for 2026. He's one of the top coaches in the NFL. Titans ownership knows that. There's no reason to think that they will just let him walk out the door, though if one way or another he became available, he would certainly be a hot commodity. Meanwhile, we did get some clarity, it seems, on the status of Dennis Allen, the Saints coach. Finished with kind of a flurry, 4-1 and one over the last five games. Finished 9-8, and eight, did not make the playoffs due to tiebreakers, but certainly it seems the arrow pointing up for the New Orleans Saints as they finally got this, this thing figured out a little bit. Maybe need to get a little bit younger, maybe need to get a little bit faster. But it does seem like they're headed in the right direction. Dennis Allen was asked about his status, talking to reporters uh, just a couple minutes ago, and said it is his expectation that he returns. That is my expectation as well, and based on the way he finishes, it makes sense to give Dennis Allen a third season. We talked to you a couple weeks ago, Ian, about the Saints, and I said if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to be the story of the near misses for the New Orleans Saints. And that is the case, because at 9-8, and eight, that's a good season, but 10-7 and seven would have been even better. Blake Groupie, Groupie missed a 46-yard field goal against Green Bay in Week 3, would have made the Saints 3-0. and oh. Then you had close games, Houston, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Detroit, even the Rams game where they tried the onside kick, many of those games with the ball in their hands, driving to take the lead or tie the game, just unable to make it happen. So the margin of error in this league is razor thin. De Dennis Allen was on the wrong side of it. The Saints hoping with, with some tweaks to the roster and elsewhere, they could be on the right side of it with Den Dennis Allen in 2024. On to the Raiders. Antonio Pierce in the locker room yesterday, once again chanting Raiders as the, as the players were smoking victory cigars. Seems like he's got the inside track on this one, and it seemed that for quite some time Mark Davis said he was intrigued by Antonio Pierce when he named him the interim coach. He's got to be more than intrigued. There you see him on the sideline for that Kansas City game a couple of weeks ago. That had to be what we think would be the kill shot with regard to his chances of being the head coach. Now, he has brought in uh, several veteran coaches, Tom Coughlin being one of them, Marvin Lewis, guys that he has a history with. He played for Coughlin. He coached with Mar Mar uh, Marvin Lewis. My understanding is Tom Coughlin will continue to be part of the process, the transition, if Antonio Pierce gets the job with regard to helping him uh, put together a coaching staff. Maybe some folks who have had a history with Tom Coughlin. Uh, we'll see about that. For now, the Raiders can interview non-NFL coaches in person. So guys, Tom, right now that don't have a job or college coaches, if they want to move along with the process, my, uh, my belief is from what I uh, gather right now in conversations, they're going to knock out the general manager first, which may, may wind up being Champ Kelly, Kelly and Pierce together, perhaps for the Raiders going forward. Marvin Lewis is in the building every day, so that's certainly an interview you could do pretty simply here moving forward. Important to understand that the Raiders do, even though Antonio Pierce is on the staff now, they still have to interview at least two external minority candidates for both the head coach and general manager position. So it's not as if Mark Davis can come out today and say, we've got our guy, it's AP, unless he secretly did a couple of interviews behind the scenes already. Obviously, Antonio Pierce has been very impressive, a 5-4 and four record, getting a couple of wins over teams 
within their division. He's made as strong a case as I think reasonably anybody could have. He's got some good coaches there. Patrick Graham, that defense was what was keeping him in games the entire season, including when Josh McDaniels was there. They obviously need to figure out some solutions one way or another on the offensive side of the ball. Questions at quarterback. They still owe Jimmy Garoppolo a little over $11 million guaranteed for next season. They don't necessarily believe, and depending who takes over the job, that they have the guy in the building. Obviously, Aiden O'Connell flashed some things throughout the course of this season here. Bottom line with Mark Davis, he's always been interested in getting the big score, the big name that he can put on the marquee in Las Vegas. Who are those guys? There's not a whole lot of them. He hired a couple the last two times around, John Gruden and Josh McDaniels. Unless he's going to bring back Gruden or bring in Bill Belichick or potentially Jim Harbaugh, which would make a lot of sense. Antonio Pierce has put himself in a position where certainly he's got a case for this job. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting one uh, in Las Vegas. Certainly appreciate all the inside guys. Uh, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, Mike Garofolo. Guys, way to work. Rhett Lewis, Daniel Jeremiah, Brian Baldy are back here with you. DJ, let's start there with what this would need to look like for Antonio Pierce to maintain his role now as the head coach moving forward. And, and how, do you, how do you think the Raiders would approach this? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting scenario. Yeah. And speaking as somebody who was in the building when they put up 42 points in the first half against the Chargers, right. uh, I can tell you that they played very hard for yeah. Antonio Pierce. And after they'd already gone through this with Rich Passaccia, where the whole locker room rallied around their interim coach, they went and made the postseason that year, and yet they didn't hire him. Uh, and then it did not work out well with the decision that followed Man, I think it, it'd be tough as an owner to do the same thing for the second time here with Antonio Pierce having success, the players mm. all lobbying for him. Now, I'm, I'm not saying they give him a five-year contract, but right. if we're talking about earning the opportunity to do this over next season, I think he, he's right. He has earned that with what he did on the grass. You know, DJ, um, Antonio Pierce came with Patrick Graham as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. And I think once Josh McDaniels left the building, I think Patrick Graham really got a chance to really turn his defense loose. And it used to be just Max Crosby going crazy out there. But now you see effort. You mentioned the effort. You see the, the effort. But you see just how coordinated they are right now. And to see a guy like Rob Ryan on that staff, like it's a good staff uh, with proven coaches that have won in this league. And Antonio has assembled the staff. They like playing. They like coaching with them. The players love them. I don't think they have to go very far. I think Antonio Pierce uh, should be the candidate. And, and I think in large part because he's going to keep a good staff around him, maybe tweak it, make some changes. But I think defensively, they're on the right track. And that's been a problem for a long, long time in that organization. Real quick, Baldy, how about also doing it with Aiden O'Connell? I mean, this is yeah. not a team yeah, that had right. this established – you know, marquee quarterback, uh, to me, that that even is another feather in his cap, what they're able to kind of yep. scrape together offensively. And by the way, to Baldy's point on defense, this is the best scoring defense in football over the nine games yeah. that Antonio Pierce was the interim head coach. They gave up just 16 a game. Obviously, the, you know, the game against the Chargers you were talking about played a, played a role in that as well. But there's plenty of positivity there in Las Vegas. Now we just wait to see uh, what ultimately happens. All right. Well, there you go. A little different episode today. Uh, wanted to give you guys something. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. The Senior Bowl roster reveal show is uh, is coming your way. So that'll be a, a fun episode. Great to catch up with Jim Nagy, uh, our buddy, uh, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. And we will announce some, uh, some big names, by the way, some that aren't uh, known just yet. So we will have that show coming your way. And again, uh, we'll be here each and every day this week. So we appreciate you. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 